So we're gathered here tonight to celebrate what Christmas is truly about. And I'd like to focus our thoughts by pondering the, in a sense, very simple question. Who is the baby? The baby lying in the manger. Who is the baby that we have in this crib scene here? Because his birth, as we heard in that passage, was heralded by angels. Then shepherds came and went to see the the newborn king. That a star appeared in the sky and guided wise men from the east so that they could come and find him. Now these aren't normal things to happen when a baby is born. And this wasn't an ordinary baby. When he grew up, he would do very extraordinary things. He would work miracles. He would heal the sick. He would raise the dead. He would walk on water. He would calm the storm. He would teach so wonderfully, so powerfully, that crowds of thousands would follow him, even out into the wilderness, just to hear this great man speak. So this baby was no ordinary baby. He was born for a purpose. Let me note to you three aspects of that purpose. That first... He was born in order that he might be your friend. That there is in the human heart a a loneliness, a seeking, a yearning to be satisfied. And even amidst the feasting and the turkey and the everything else of Christmas, this this loneliness is still there. We're, We're looking for someone. And this child was born for you. This child was born to be your friend. Born to be your companion in both good things in life and sad things in life. He was born, as we heard in that passage, in rejection even in his birth. There was no room at the inn, so he had to be born in a stable. So that when you in your life experience difficulties, you can know that this friend, has also known difficulties. And yet, conversely, the Gospels also record again and again that the characteristic response of people on meeting the Lord Jesus was joy, that he brought joy with him. And so in our lives, as we experience joy, we should know that the Lord, this friend, can be our companion in that too. So he was born to be your friend. But his friendship isn't the friendship of equals. Because he was also born to be your king. If we note what the angels said at his birth, they emphasized that he was born in Bethlehem, in the town of David. That he was a descendant of David, of David's house and line. Now David, in the Old Testament, David was the the greatest of the kings of the Old Testament. He was the greatest of the kings of God's chosen people. And this baby was descended from this great king. 
This baby was the heir of that great king. And so this baby was born to be a king, born to be your king. So he was a friend, a king, but even more than this, he was and is God. That the Lord and creator of the universe sought to enter the creation he had made. The Lord and creator of the universe who had made us, humanity, as the the pinnacle of that creation wanted even more to raise us up to have union with him, to, as scripture puts it, even to share in the divine nature. And in order that we might be united to him, have union with him, he came down from heaven and took union with us, was born as one of us, took flesh, and was laid in the manger. Now to bring all this to a conclusion, to a focus, all of this, friend, king, God, it all calls for a response from us. That if this baby was born to be your friend, Well, then that calls for you to offer back to him the response of friendship. If he was born to be your king, then it's clear he expects you to serve him, to to render to him the homage that is due to a king. And if he's given himself for you as God entering his world, then it's clear we must give ourselves back to him. As the Christmas carol says, the sheep, the shepherds gave a sheep, the wise men gave gold, frankincense and myrrh. Well, if we don't have those things to give, what we really, what he really wants us to give is to give him our hearts. So who is that baby? He's your friend, he's your king, he's your God.